Hi, I'm Joe, and this is the Decahedron RPG Podcast. Hi, everyone. This is Joe. No James this week. Uh, no James last week either. Uh, last week was because of the holidays. This week is the week where I'm working at my part-time job, which is a few hours or a couple hours away from my home. And uh, James and I usually record on Saturday mornings. It's pretty much the only time that between our mutual family lives and work lives and other lives where we both have free time to meet for a few minutes to record. And on the weekends where I work at my second job, I am at work before he's ever awake. So that's not going to happen. But I am in a hotel room. Because, like I said, it's a couple hours away from my house, so they put me uh, right here. And I'm at the closest room to Niagara Falls. And as I look out my window now, it's dark. There is a constant cloud that comes out of the falls from all the mist. And it goes up in the sky. And just on the other side of the river there, I see Canada. On the Canadian side of the falls, they have this beautiful illuminated Ferris wheel. Right now, it's behind that mist in the crisp winter air, and really, it's a beautiful sight. So, I am alone, so this is kind of a Jolo episode. I'm also going to be addressing some feedback that deals with just like my Jolo episodes or maybe from my interview episode where the feedback was directed really at me and not James, so he wouldn't have anything to say to that. The other thing I want to say is because I'm in a hotel room, I don't have my normal quiet studio. His studio, it's a kitchen table, <laughs> but it's not the same setup. So if you've, you've been in a hotel room, I'm sure. So it has one of those stupid little heater air conditioning units on the wall there. And I'm sure it's going to be popping on just like it is now at the most inconvenient times. So I apologize for that, but I'm not going to wait every time for it to kick off. Uh, it's a mail call episode. Let's get started. Mail call from the United States of America. All right, our first feedback is from Jason from the Nerds RPG Variety Cast, and he's responding to my comments in episode number 15, which were about his theme song. So let's listen. Hey, this is Jason just calling to say I really enjoyed the Jolo solo episode. I can't take credit for my theme song. I appreciate the kind words. A gentleman named TJ Drennan did it for me. He's done done songs for a number of the podcasts um, back when he had a little more time in his hands. But I really, really do find your guys' podcast interesting. I laughed out loud when you talk about explaining humor. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to your next episode. So keep up the great work, and I'll talk to you soon. Hey, Jason. Thanks for that. Yeah, I, like I said, I, I really like your theme song. Uh, it makes me kind of uh, envious slash jealous. And uh, yeah, other than that, thanks for the kind words. Our next email, uh, it's not an email, I lied. Our next voicemail is also from Jason. This one was talking about episode number 18, uh, where I talked about Lucky 7. Let's give it a listen. Hey, this is Jason. Just want to call to say hi. Enjoyed listening to Lucky 7, or at least the first part of it. Um, yeah, it's a pretty simple system, and it sounds like it would work pretty well. Definitely would be a good way to introduce somebody. Very easy to, to grasp, and 
kind of gets out of the way and lets you get on with the story. So very cool. Yeah, that's actually the the design goal for Lucky Seven is to be super easy, to be very story based, not be tactical based at all. Uh, I know that tactical tabletop play is the origin of the hobby, and I don't knock anybody that likes that style of play. You know, you do you, but for me doing me, that that's just not me. And I'd much rather let the dice decide the combat rather than having to know the right, I don't know, I don't even know any words to use, uh, the, the, the right group strategies and battle formations and stuff like that. No, that's that's just not the way I roll. So um, Lucky 7 is meant to mimic that. All right, you still had more to say. Let's give it a listen. Seeing the wonderful life in a theater sounds great. Sounds like a great opportunity. I hope you really enjoy that. And I'll talk to you soon. Take care. It's a Wonderful Life in the theater was pretty great. It's one of my favorite Christmas movies. I talked about the others in a different podcast already. But it was great. And watching it, I forgot how many local references there are. They say that the town of Bedford Falls is based on a local town near here, either Seneca Falls or Honeyoy Falls. Like I said, I'm in Niagara Falls right now, uh, but I live a couple hours away in a city called Rochester, actually one of the suburbs. Um, and Rochester gets mentioned there. Buffalo gets mentioned a lot. And in fact, one of the cool things about Rochester is Rochester is the home of George Eastman. And this is where he invented the, the celluloid film that made Kodak amazingly wealthy. Back in the day before digital happened, when Kodak was in business, they produced all their film here. Well, not here. I'm in Niagara Falls. But when I'm back home, it's like, go out my street, go up about a mile, took a left, go down a few miles, and the old Kodak plant is there where they made all the film. So it boggles my mind when I drive by it sometimes. Like every classic movie that we've ever talked about, every Bogart film, every, well, It's a Wonderful Life. So every uh, Stuart film, every Catherine Hepburn film, all that film was produced right here and i can see where that was and even after they made the movies on the film and everything you know when they they replicated it to to send all the reels out all those reels were made while the film that goes in those reels was made right here and so that's pretty cool anyway i'm geeking on rochester which is kind of weird uh you're gonna really hear me geek out we need to talk about rhode island sometime yeah it was a great movie you know i never mentioned my other so i did mention other podcast movies i like um yeah and other podcast episodes that i like uh love actually as a christmas movie and i like barricon 34th street uh there's one other i like that it's one of those films that like nobody knows about and i i try to watch it every holiday season and I don't know why I like it, because when I watch it, I'm like, this isn't great. You know, the story is very predictable, and uh, the the movie's called Desk Set with Catherine Hepburn and Spencer Tracy. Hepburn gives a great performance. I mean, she's, I mean, not a whole lot is being asked of her. It's a rom-com of its day and age, but Tracy's performance is not... I mean, he's just phoning it in. You could tell that this was a formula that they've just done so many times that, eh. But for some reason, it does it for me. I really like it. Um, anyway, that's enough about Christmas movies. 
Let's read an email from Sam about the Lucky 7 episode. And Sam said, so I, during the episode, I had been saying, you know, the game was named for Lucky 7, and 7 is the success roll. So, you know, I called that Lucky 7. And I wanted to name for the 6 roll, because the 6 is that special roll where, oh, maybe that's it right there, special 6. No, it's not really alliterative. I really want something alliterative. But it's that roll where it's technically a failure, but if you want, you can... Uh, you can claim a success out of it by by taking a bad thing. Um, but anyway, so Sam says uh, you could call the six result a suitable six. It's okay, but not ideal. Yeah, Sam, thanks for the su- suggestion. I agree. It's okay, but not ideal. Uh, but anyway, Sam goes on. Um, question about lucky seven. So if I wanted to jump a 10-foot gap versus a 20-foot gap, are they the same die roll? Um, they are the same roll in effect in the sense that the GM, referee, judge, whatever we're going to say, is going to say roll a acrobatics, not acrobatics, that's not, I think, athletics roll and based on your physical because the stats are physical, mental, and spiritual. So you'd be making a physical athletics roll. So in that sense, they're the same, but I get what you're saying. You're saying it's it's much easier to make a 10-foot jump than it is a 20-foot jump. And so there's there's two ways of handling this uh, in the system. One is this the seat-of-the-pants method, where the, the GM just says... You know, twenty feet—that's that's pretty difficult. So you're gonna you're gonna take a penalty roll. And for a penalty roll, you roll the two dice and you take the lower of the two. In essence, you only have a twenty-five percent chance of success. A little lower, a little higher, depending on your your attribute score. Um, for the ten foot, he'd probably just say, "Yeah, roll it." If it was shorter, maybe five feet, that might be an easy one. Uh, if it's too easy, you you wouldn't roll. Like maybe three feet would not bother. Yeah, you hop across it, no problem. Five feet, six feet, yeah. Then maybe that would be an easy roll. And an easy roll, they get a, bit, a bonus die, uh, which it just like the penalty die only in reverse. You roll the two dice, so you take the higher die. Uh, in essence, that gives you a seventy-five percent chance of success. Again, a little higher or lower depending on your your attribute. So, so that's the seed of your pants method. That's that's the way I generally do it. It was influenced greatly by a game called Fudge. And in Fudge, all your results are, they're not numeric. You don't roll a five, you roll a good. Actually, you roll, the scale goes terrible, poor, fair, mediocre, whoops, sorry, mediocre, fair, good, great, superb. And as a GM, that makes it amazingly easy for you because when a, a player character comes across a obstacle of some sort all you have to do as a gm is say yeah you know that would take a great attempt to to get past that obstacle or that would take i mean even a mediocre attempt will get past it and so it's right there in the word and then the die mechanic so it's really a great system that game was so influential on everything i've done since i've encountered it i played it i love running it the problem i had was that a lot of my players back when I was living in Chicago, didn't like dealing with the words. They liked the numbers, and they have they have a point here and there, because what is fair plus two? I mean, I can tell you, fair plus two is great, but I have to go through the, okay, fair, good, great, you know? It's, it's not intuitive. It's not like, what's five plus two? Oh, that's seven. And so, <laughs> Lucky Seven is kind of my rewrite of my old game, Decahedron, that the podcast is named after. And Decahedron was really fudge with the words stripped away and numbers used instead and using D10s instead of the funky fudge dice. And 
other stuff. So it, it's an evolution. And uh, yeah, so that's the seed of the, the, the pants method. Uh, there's a more crunchy method for those who like more rules who want skills to mean, you know, have more radiation, if you will. And that's pretty much um, your your 20-foot leap would probably be a difficulty of three or four. And so then what you do is you look at your athletic skill. And if your athletic skill is equal to the difficulty of the task, so let's say that the leap is a three and your athletics is a three, then they're equal. So you roll one die. If the difficulty is higher than your task, then you do the the penalty die. And if your skill is higher than the task, then you, I hope I didn't flip that round. But anyway, if your skill is higher than the task, then you roll the the bonus die. Um, And because I find comparison is so much easier than adding and subtracting during play, just what's higher, what's lower, bam, you go with that. And, um, yeah, but there's going to be a whole episode on that. So I'm going to stop talking about that. Did you have anything else to say? Nope. That was it for that email. Thank you very much for that, Sam. And our next voicemail is again from Jason. And I've said it before and I will say it every time. I really, really, really appreciate, uh, all the feedback from, uh, Jason and Sam in this time, but Jason gives a lot of feedback. And as I said, without the feedback, I would feel like I was shouting into an empty void and no one was listening. I don't know if I would have given up by now. This is the 25th episode. I don't, yeah, you know, I think if I have, if I put 25 episodes out there and hadn't heard anything, I'd go to James and say, I, I don't see the point. Even though we have the numbers, how I know that those are people and not bots. And uh, so really, again, Jason, thank you for the great support. And other folks, you know, if you don't want to hear your voice and sending feedback that way, use the email address. Send it, and I'll read it like I read Sam's. The email address is feedback at decahedron.com. I spelled decahedron a little weird. I use a K instead of a C, mainly because that domain name was available to make it easier when you search so that you would have found that old RPG back then. I've removed it from the web, so you're not going to find it. Don't worry about it. (laughs) So the spelling there is D-E-K-A-H-E-D-R-O-N. Or if you want to go all phonetic alphabet on it, it would be Delta, Echo, Kilo, Alpha, Hotel, Echo, Delta, Romeo, Oscar, November. Yeah, so feedback at DeckAdrian.com. Let us know you're listening. That's really why I'm here is for the feedback. Anyway, another one from Jason. This one was about my Christmas episode. Let's give a listen. Hey, Jason here. Merry Christmas. I hope everything goes well. I am working today, so I will not have a chance to make up a torpedo but I will have an after-the-holiday torpedo. I'll, I'll just celebrate a day or two late and have a torpedo my next day off. So thank you so much. Beautiful poem. Very cool. Thank you for sharing those memories. And I look forward to a wonderful 2023 listen to your podcast. Take care. We'll talk to you soon. Hey, Jason. <laughs> Thanks again. Thanks for those kind, lovely words. I hope you and everyone listening had a uh, very nice holiday, whatever holidays you celebrate. Yeah, tor- torpedoes are one of those things I is ingrained in my memory for holidays, uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas. It was um, my mom always made, you know, the, the big meal was lunch. And so then later on in the day, you'd still want something, but you wanted something smaller. So torpedoes was it. Uh, 
And yeah, they're, they're ingrained. And you know, when I was looking up the recipe and everything to make sure I had it right and make sure like that, what I had wasn't like just some weird family variation. It turns out that, I mean, Rhode Island's a pretty small place and <laughs> as small as it is, it still has regional variations. And the part of Rhode Island I grew up with was called the Patuxent Valley. There's a river called the Patuxent River, and it carved, you know, over millions of years, this valley that we lived in. The word torpedo is actually very regional to the, the Patuxent Valley. And if you go to another town in Rhode Island, it's called Woonsocket. Uh, it's spelled with a W, though, so it's Woonsocket if you were just going to look at it. But if you're a native, you say Woonsocket. Anyway, Woonsocket was uh, populated by a lot of French immigrants uh, when they came over. And in fact... It was Woonsocket, right? It was known as like the the largest French-speaking community outside of Canada, you know, in North America, outside of Canada and stuff. That was kind of neat, but they they have their own little cultures and everything because of that. But they don't call them torpedoes there. There they call it a dynamite. That name is actually starting to catch on a little more. And of course, growing up in the Patuxent Valley, I don't like that because it should be my way. Hey, let me know if you actually tried it. Like I said, I cheat. I don't make it from scratch anymore. I just crack open a can of manwich and call it a day. This is future Joe. I noticed that past Joe had been talking for a while, so I'm just going to end this one here. I'm going to call this part one. We have about an equal amount of show left, and we're going to push that one out next week as part two. Thanks much for tuning in and listening. Remember that feedback, and see you next week. Bye. Listening to the Decahedron Podcast. Send email to feedback at decahedron.com. Remember to spell decahedron with a K. Voice feedback can be sent through the Anchor website or by calling 562 RPG Cast. That's 562 774 2278. Links are in the show notes. Music is courtesy of Kaboom Cloud, logo by Design Cat. Thanks for listening. Thank you.